of the Burbs Minute Podcast, quite possibly the greatest debriefing movie ever made. I'm Jeff Barry. And I'm Chris Derkutch. In this episode, we're covering the alternate ending of the Burbs, which begins with Hans talking to the police and ends with Art and Ricky. <laughs> so this is the infamous, one might say, alternate ending of the Burbs, the one that was actually shot. This was the original ending of the Burbs, which yeah. apparently didn't test so well. <laughs> It's you can not, tell it's, yeah, it's not unbelievably different. No. I mean, they, they still hit a lot of the same points. Yeah. It's just um, it's a little bit more talking and a little less, I guess, quote-unquote action. Well, I mean, yeah, you don't get the, the stretcher rolling down the street and things yeah. like that. Yeah, this basically picks up at right after the fight between Art and um, Ray. Right. So he's gone into the ambulance – but instead of it proceeding from where that is, where you start, I think it cuts, the next thing you get is Dr. Klopak in there, and then you cut outside a little bit later. The alternate ending, which is six and a half minutes long, the alternate ending starts with Hans talking to the, uh, the detective yeah. and telling him that he, uh, he doesn't know where he was born. <laughs> it's also, if you've watched the movie, Hans has very little dialogue in this movie. Yeah, this is a lot of dialogue for him. Just yeah, yeah. <laughs> He gets about two sentences here, which yeah. is pretty much equals what he gets. He gets run into a fire by a fireman who yeah. knocks him over. And not to bring it up again, but you can tell what, where they cut in the, the the new ending because Bowtie Guy isn't in the, the, the cut-in part, but he's in this section. of. Yeah, I was going to mention to it if, if you didn't see that your Bowtie friend is back there. Yeah. So he must not have come back for the reshoot. I guess not. I guess he didn't make it back. I think, it, for the most part, it seems like everybody else was back for the reshoot. Right. Um, if, I think you, you, I'm sure you noticed, there seems to be a lot less activity in the original ending. Like, by the very end, most of the cops and firemen are gone. Yeah, it starts, it starts to uh, fade out a little bit. Yeah, because there's no, there's, since there's no ambulance crash, there's no fire, there's no your wife is home. <laughs> yeah. There's none of that stuff. It's like a, it's a, more, a little bit more slower paced ending. And then, yeah, the detective asks Hans if he doesn't get to the beach very often. <laughs> when the fireman bumps into Hans, it looks like he, he like shoved him into that car, too. Yeah, I know. Like, the guy <laughs> had a personal problem with Hans. Yeah. Um, we still do get the Ray in the back of the ambulance, but he's more just talking to himself. Yeah. And instead of Klopek getting in, Klopek is already in the ambulance. And, yeah, Ray's just talking about how he lives next. He's blaming everything on Art, basically. Yeah, he lives next door to an idiot. Yeah. And then... Instead of Dr. Klopak having a little speech before he does anything, talking about how uh, you found one of my skulls, this and that, yeah. uh, Dr. Klopak is right down to business. He turns around. He's already got the syringe in his hand. Just relax. Yeah. He's going to take good care of you, and he immediately goes to stab Ray. Yeah. So it's even more ridiculous in this one. They must wrestle for like a solid minute. Well, they cut to a whole other scene and come back, and they're still wrestling. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it was a weird set of cuts right here. The edit, the editing was very weird here. Maybe it wasn't completely finished, do you think? Maybe. I mean, you get a good 15 seconds of them wrestling around in the back, and then it cuts back outside to Art and Carol and Rumsfeld. Yeah. And the poor cop that's been assigned to follow Art around. Art complaining that her, her husband tried to choke him to death. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Carol's got a little bit more business in this ending. Yeah, she basically does nothing in the other ending until the very, very end when she talks to Ray. Right. Yeah, but she's saying they got. Oh yeah, I, this is something I want to talk to you about. She mentions. I mean, what about that thing with the bowling ball? Yeah, and he said 
that was different. And then she said, you said the thing with the bowling ball was different. Right. So my question <laughs> to you is, what do you think what the thing with the bowling ball is? I don't know. Did Ray steal his bowling ball? That's what I was thinking. Did, did Ray just borrow it and never give it back? Or did he – I mean I would say he break it, but how do you break a bowling ball unless you go out there <laughs> yeah. on the second floor window? <laughs> Maybe he took that new tool set he had and took it apart. I don't know what he did, but it, it <laughs> seems to be like before this happened, it seemed to be the major threat to their friendship. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, apparently Art has a bowling shirt but no bowling ball, and it's Ray's fault. I don't it's know. Ray's fault. Like, yeah, I mean the simplest explanation is that Ray lost it somehow. Yeah. But yeah, he seems to be really – I mean he's still torn up about it it seems. And uh, Rumsfeld's addition to the conversation is Ray was not very nice. <laughs> yeah, what's that all about? It's just Ray wasn't very nice. Yeah, and uh, Art really doubled downs with saying the reason why that she doesn't understand is because she's a chick. <laughs> <laughs> Which is what you expect from him anyway. Yeah. In today's parlance, this would be known as mansplaining. <laughs> He's going to show her how it's done. <laughs> Unfortunately, his talk goes nowhere because she just stares at him. And then he starts whining, like, to not look at him like that. Yeah, and he yeah. says, oh, yeah, crap. <laughs> yeah, and then he has to, he's going to go uh, talk to him. So this is like another 45 seconds after we cut away from the ambulance. Yeah. And it comes back, and they're still wrestling around. Art opens up the back. So he's going to apologize, so I'll give Art that much. He does. He says, I'm sorry. Listen, Ray, I'm really sorry. Yeah. Opens <laughs> it up, and yeah. Then Carol and Bonnie scream. <laughs> Ray doesn't really say nothing. He just kind of points at Klopak. And what's that line from Klopak? Um, he says, uh, sometimes, what does he say? Sometimes I get a little carried away. Yeah. yeah. It's a, it's not a good line. No. Like, that's a moment where he's got to, he's got to have a good zinger right there. And sometimes I get carried away is not a good zinger at all. Huh. He's just kind of like, eh. Right, that's what I didn't get. Eh, sometimes I get a little carried so, away. Yeah, this time instead of finding the bones, this is how we nab the Klopax. I gotta admit, I see why a lot of these changes were made. It's like, that's your big scene. You get him, because he tried to kill Ray. Like, right. eh. Like, you didn't really catch Hans. You don't have the, Han, the scene where he chases Hans down and tackles him. No, see, that's you need that scene. That scene was good. <laughs> yeah, him chasing down Hans. You don't get to see the bones. Yeah, this was definitely an improvement. Yeah, you see them there. Uh, they have Klopak, Dr. Klopak and Ruben and Hans. And they're reading their rights. They're yeah. patting Klopak down. <laughs> We're not really doing much with Ruben. Ruben gets a really nice pat down because he's an old man. Yeah. Yeah, Dr. Klopak tells him he enjoyed his visit last night. <laughs> right, and then, then um, Rumsfeld says from behind, Ruben's going to the big house. Yeah, he loves Ruben, man. Ruben was his boy. He he always had something to say to him. Yep. Yeah, he's just sitting behind him smirking, saying stuff to him. <laughs> so in this thing, instead of um, – like Klopak gives a speech – about something not being quite right in the suburbs. Yeah. What I have written down here, you know, he's like, oh, what do you say? All you have to do is take one step out of line, paint your house the uh, wrong shade of pink. So it seems like he's saying, yeah. you know, drive the wrong kind of car. So it's all kind of normal. Make one or two ritual sacrifices. Like, what? <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> then you walk down the street and everybody says, oh, there goes the weirdos. Yeah. Which is funny because <laughs> if you took a different version of this movie – where you're making the Klopex either not the bad guys or at least more sympathetic, you could still give him this speech and be like, you always want to point out the other, the some person that's different. Yeah. Because to be honest, at the beginning of the movie, that's why they're pointing them out. Right, because they're, they're doing different. something strange. Well, well, not even that. They're just strange. They don't know anything about the other stuff. They're just weird. They have a weird house and a weird lawn and a yeah. weird name. You know, It's possibly Slavic. 
<laughs> as it's pointed out many times in that quasi-racist kind of way. Right. Yeah, and then Ray just asks him, why'd you even come here? And it's, you know, it's, this is when he does the same, I, this is, I mentioned this on an earlier thing when he talks about it. it's quiet, it's private, it's got convenient shopping, lots of parking. <laughs> Plenty of free parking. He's, he's saying all this while he's being wrestled into the car by uh, Rance Howard. <laughs> and then Hans has a great line after that. <laughs> when he says, in L.A., nobody ever said anything. <laughs> yeah, it's true. In L.A., nobody ever said anything. And the one cop goes, take him downtown. Take the dog, too. And you hear yeah. uh, Landru, Landru bark. He barks in the background. That was good, too. I wish they would have shown him cuff the dog. <laughs> and then Rumsfeld just can't let Hans go, so he tells him to send him a license plate. Yeah. The only one left now is Ruben. Oh. So uh, Ruben's got to get in. Uh, what I have written now for Ruben is um, Klopek went kind of screaming – Hans kind of went weirdly. Yeah. Uh, Ruben's not going to let it go. They wanted him over for the last barbecue. Yeah. Ruben is, uh, <laughs> he's cold right to the end. Yeah. He's cold-blooded. He's looking forward to having him over for a barbecue. <laughs> so part that, of me's like, not that I think Ruben's the mastermind, but he was he really the leader of that family? Yeah, well, he's the one who stayed the calmest. Yeah. Like, even now, when they're all getting locked up, he's not upset. No. It, like, you know it was coming, actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I wish we could have killed you, but we didn't. The the next part of this makes me wonder if that Dr. Klopek, you know, the, the cop who keeps mispronouncing his name, yeah. if that wasn't a gag added in for the for the new ending. Because when he says Klopek, he says Klopek this time. Yeah, so you think when they were like, we need to add something in here, we'll have him call him Dr. Klopek. Yeah, let's make him, let's make it let be a running gag for the rest of the, you know. Yeah, and in this version, we see Carol giving Walter his dog back. Yeah. This, I guess maybe this explains why Walter was there at all. Like, cause in this ending, you kind of needed him. Oh, right. In the other ending, you really didn't. Well, in the other ending, maybe – do you think they brought him back or do you think that was just shot when he was well, there? They, I think they brought him back because in the other ending, he's on a stretcher. Oh, right, right. Yeah, and then uh, in this version, the way we find out about the naps, in the, in the original version, the theatrical version, um, Dr. Klopek tells him about the naps. Yeah. In this version, it, he told the cops about it, and the cops tell Ray that they're somewhere in the backyard. Keep digging. Oh, so it is the backyard that they were that so they had. In this version, it is the backyard. The problem is they didn't dig deep enough. Right. Uh, I also have my notes here because the next scene is Art talking to the uh, reporter. Yeah. In this scene, it's just a reporter with a notebook. Right. Uh, I have the thing written right here. Uh, first of all, his the setup in the – Theatrical version is way better when he's outside with the cameraman. <laughs> Definitely and way better. His speech is way better. Yeah. This one, it's like this is like the first draft of the other speech. He still hits all the same things: psychos, axe murderers, weirdos. But yeah. he just doesn't have the same energy he has when they have the camera on him. Right. I mean, he even gives the same last line of like, "We're out to get him," but he just he nails it in the theatrical version. It's definitely better. It's and it, I don't know. Yeah, right. He doesn't seem to be giving it everything he did for a second yeah. version of it. Yeah, because he says it here once when he goes, "We're out to get him, Don." And the other one, the way he repeats it is what nails it. <laughs> yeah. Because he goes, "We're out to get him, Don." We are out to get him. <laughs> and this time, so it cuts back to the scene, and we see the ambulance and all the the cops are leaving. So the street's almost empty. Yeah. Because there's again, there's no fire, there's no ambulance thing. Right, and it's just Ray and Carol walking into the middle of the street. But we have a, a version of the scene in the original where they meet in the middle of the street, and they're the only two there. Yeah. And she asks, what are you going to do? And he says he's going to go on vacation. It's <laughs> kind of the same set of dialogue, just a little it's, different. Yeah, it's all my, except for Rumsfeld, I believe, comes from the other direction. Yeah, he comes from the other direction that says, we got him, neighbor. Yeah. 
So, yeah, I was looking to see if any of this was, like, taken. And then we get a complete change. Because that's yeah. the last time we see Rumsfeld in the theatrical version. Yeah, so, this one's a little, uh... Uncom- in this one, we gotta find out <laughs> that Rumsfeld's gonna get laid. <laughs> yeah, definitely. There's so no he day. goes up to his wife and says, A soldier's way saves the day. <laughs> like he, like he's taking all the credit for it. Yeah, and then she <laughs> just goes, Get in the house. <laughs> this chick wants it. Like, yeah. uh, up until now, you've been like, Okay, she seems to really like him, but maybe she's kind of just with him, because whatever. Yeah, but no, she loves her Marky. Right. Oh yeah, the way she slowly pushes Art out of the way too, it's it's creepy. Oh yeah, because <laughs> Art wants to go to the Bolarama, have a couple beers. <laughs> yeah. She's like, nope. There was a scene shot earlier where you see her. She's hanging out like the second floor window, and Ricky's friend is hitting on her, and okay. Mark's talking about how he's going to come down and kill the friend. <laughs> so he's also a little possessive of her, apparently. Apparently. <laughs> yeah. So he makes a. A dad joke. Uh, it's time for the old debriefing. <laughs> and then he picks her up and carries her into the house. Yeah, so he gets a little scream, and then yeah. she goes in. Yeah, he kicks the door open. <laughs> and because I can't let something go by without a week go by without talking about something, um, do you know what a debriefing is? <laughs> well, not the, kind, not the kind Rumsfeld's talking. I was just say the way he was talking, it was <laughs> his briefs were coming off, but uh, debriefing—that's when at the end of like a mission, right? When they take yeah. you. In. Yeah. Okay. Debriefing is a process of receiving an explanation, receiving information and situation-based reminders of context, and reporting of measures of performance and or opportunities to further investigate the results of a study, investigation, or assessment of performance after participation in an immersive activity is complete. And yeah, and the most of the times you'll hear it, it's usually in a military type way. That's what I figured. Debriefings originated in the military. This type of debriefing is used to receive information from a pilot or soldier after a mission and to instruct the individual as to what information can be released to the public and what information is classified. Well, the purpose of the military debriefing is to assess the individual and return him or her to regular duties as soon as possible. Right. Yeah, so if you do something, you come back, you'll talk about what happened, and they'll tell you, well, here's what we're going to tell everybody else. <laughs> debriefings are, like, when you'll see them a lot in movies, it's not like after every mission, but if somebody has done something out of the ordinary. Classified. Back, and you'll see them. Before, all right, before you do anything else, you have to be debriefed. Yeah. Like, for some reason, like, yeah, you get shot down somewhere, and you come back, and they'll be like, you got to be debriefed, because everybody's got to be on the same page when you walk out. Yeah, we don't need anybody out running their mouth. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) That, and the main time that I hear it, not to do with classified or not, but the main time I do it is the other reason it's used for, and that's for part of, like, like after-action reports of just you tell everything that happened. Yeah. And you review everybody's performance, and they don't spare your feelings. Right, right. <laughs> You'll be like, well, um, here's what worked, and here's what didn't work. This group worked, this group didn't, these personnel were good, these personnel weren't. Yeah, these are the ones that did what they were supposed to. Yeah, but the debriefing he's going to do is probably more fun. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if Ray did some debriefing this night either. I'm going to guess he is. I don't know, but he's going to be doing it with one eye and... Like only nine fingers. And not unlike the other ending, he's not going to the hospital. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's funny, though. In this ending, the only people that are still out there working is the gas company. <laughs> Everybody's gone except the gas company. Yeah, and uh, it's kind of the same thing. Bart Bart, <laughs> Art runs over to talk about whether or not they want to go to Bolarama, although I don't know what he's going to do without his bowling ball. <laughs> he wants to get a couple of drinks. Come on, pal. You know, it's kind of the same thing where he's trying to walk into his house. Yeah. <laughs> 
Same thing, he asked him how the finger is. So it's like a, kind of the same lines, just out of order. It's shot just slightly differently. Yeah. It's like, he seems like a child. Like, he just won't shut up. He's going to keep talking until they let him in. The news media's going to come. He still said Geraldo's going to come. So apparently <laughs> that was in there from the beginning. Right. Except this time he says, uh, it's going to be our own show. The Art and Ray show, live. <laughs> yeah. I guess like Regis. <laughs> right. That's when they close the door on him. <laughs> yeah, they just shut the door. They just leave him. <laughs> and then he's got a little bit of business where there's some yellow police tape on uh, Ray's house. Yeah, what is that? He gets angry and rips it off and breaks the lantern. Yeah, he, I think he tries to snap it, but instead it breaks the lantern. <laughs> uh, luckily, he's still got a cigar in his pocket. Yeah. This part makes me laugh because this is the very ending shot. It's you know it starts the crane starts to come out for the crane shot. He lights a cigar and it looks like we're gonna end on art. I'm like oh we're gonna end on art and he's gonna walk down the street and that's how it ends. And then Ricky's in the foreground. You don't end on anybody but Ricky if Ricky's still there. <laughs> yeah, and then Ricky's in the foreground and he looks. This time he looks off to the side though. He doesn't look straight down the barrel of the camera. Yeah. So I enjoy his other one better, where he's straight down looking right at you and says, "God, I love this street." I like that one too, but after he says that, I do like what they do with this ending. Oh, where they play Mr. Rogers. Yes, they start playing A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. A Beautiful Day in this Neighborhood. You I like it. Neighbor. It's a good touch. Yeah, then we see the tow truck taking away the cop car with the huge the steeple in front of it, in the steeple <laughs> in the hood. <laughs> yeah, and then the, the camera pans up, it goes over Ray's house, and we can see the Clopex house, which for having exploded looks like it's pretty well intact. Yeah. But I noticed this way, they shot it from in front of Ray's house, where it has a huge tree in front of it. Okay. So you can't see it. Plus, in this ep- in this version of it, the fire is out. <laughs> oh, it's one, a little, but that's it, yeah. In this version, this alternate universe, the police and firemen were uh, much better at their jobs. <laughs> they didn't set another house on fire next door. Yeah, they didn't set another house on fire. They were able to put out the fire in this house. <laughs> yeah, and then it just pans up. Um, this time... It doesn't go to the globe thing, but that may have been because that was a special effect. Yeah. And it just talks about, uh, always wanted to live in a neighborhood with you. <laughs> and that's it for the alternate ending. I mean, what are your feelings about it overall? It's not terrible. It hits a lot of the good points that it should have, but it's not that exciting ending that we saw the first time around. Yeah, there's, there's some things missing from there that you really do miss. Yeah. I mean... If you look at the ambulance thing, while how they do it is not not awesome, but like you get a little action scene with driving around in the ambulance. Right. Um, but his his talk with Klopek is way better. Definitely. In the other one. Final line, it, it's a dud. Yeah, he kind of just they kind of just trails off. I mean, Hans and Ruben get better closing lines. Yeah. Like Hans gets a one liner, Ruben gets to like you know jab one more dagger in the ray. <laughs> Which yeah. they could have done. I don't know why they didn't just throw that back into the end yeah, there. But it's, I mean, if, if you don't have this ending, you don't have, hey, Pinocchio, where are you going? <laughs> no, you need that. Yeah, like, I mean, that's classic line. You can't not have that. You don't have the chase down where he tackles them. Right, there's you some know. action spots that they... Well, think they... About, yeah, just think about the lines we would miss. You wouldn't have, hey, Pinocchio, where are you going? You wouldn't have, uh, Art, your wife is home. My <laughs> wife is home. <laughs> you need that one, too. <laughs> and like I said, the... Ricky looking down the barrel and saying, God, I love this street. Right. Is way better because it's a close-up and he's just – it's all full Corey Feldman head right in the screen. Would we have gotten Hey Pizza Dude or Whoa Pizza Dude? Yeah, that was before this. No, oh, wait a minute. Was it? No, it wasn't. You, you're right. We wouldn't have gotten Hey Pizza Dude because he doesn't show up until the ambulance. We didn't get the ambulance crash into our house. Yeah, well, there's a lot of things that, that they put in. Yeah, because I think it broke right when they wrestled around out front after he bit his finger and all that. Yeah. 
So we wouldn't have got anything after that. No. Wow, that's a lot of stuff they added in. I wonder how they got... And think about that. That's that's three of their biggest lines in the movie. If you yeah. did like your top ten... If I asked people, what are your top ten favorite moments or lines in this movie? You're going to get Hey Pinocchio. Right. You're going to get people love... Uh, it's the pizza dude. <laughs> and, I mean, the last God I Love the Street. Yeah. Which, I mean, still would have been in there, but just wouldn't have been as good. No, it wouldn't have been as good. And this is like the weird alternate version. This is one of the few times I've seen... I mean, I've seen alternate endings before where you saw it and you're like, I don't understand what happened here. <laughs> right. But, no, they, they they close it out, but it's not great. Or have you ever watched – I've seen alternate endings where you're like, uh, okay, it's the same thing. Or there's like 30 seconds different. I've they, seen them where I don't even notice the difference. Yeah, they they basically reshot the last 10 minutes of the movie. Yeah. I mean it's down to six and a half here, but I think in the original version it's closer to eight or nine. Yeah, I think it's a, lo- a lot longer it seems like. Well, they're in the ambulance way longer because he talks to Klopek for a while. Right. But yeah, the other problem with this version is uh, nobody's getting – like Ray doesn't get as much business. The only person who talks a little bit more is Rumsfeld. I actually wouldn't have killed me to have the last Rumsfeld scene be him walking off with his wife. No. Like that was okay. That was a little – that was probably slightly better because Rumsfeld, the last time you see him, the other one is when he says, we got him, neighbor, and you never see him again. <laughs> yeah, you know, he just seems to be an afterthought in that one. But I mean he really was. If this yeah. was – I mean if this was the uh, – the, the triumvirate. If it, this is Kirk, Scock, and Kirk, Spock, and McCoy, he's McCoy. Yeah, he's, he's yeah, the he's, least important one of the group. Right. It's like, yeah, there's Ray and Art, and, and then you, you know, space bar, space bar, you. Is he even? He might even be after Ricky, huh? Yeah, he's, <laughs> no, he's out of Ricky because he's part. He's part of the team. Yeah, now Ricky is. He's a side character, but I don't know. Ricky steals a show every time he, they put the camera on him too. So. Yeah. <laughs> he's definitely a feature player. Yeah. He's just not. Yeah, I said let's. I mean, let's do that. If you're gonna order rank order from people that are like most important to down, I mean, it's obviously Ray and Art because they push the action. Right. But who's your third guy? I mean, you really can't say the Klopeks because they're not in it enough. No. To move the action. It's it's I mean, either. It's got to be Mark because he just has too much to do with it. Yeah, him on the roof and stuff's pretty good too. It's got the roof. He's the one that breaks into Walter's house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then he's the one that goes to the Klopax. I mean, that, I guess that's what really separates him. Right, but that's where Art was missing for a while when yeah, he was yeah. in Klopax's house. Honestly, that's – I mean, Rumsfeld's moment to shine is when they're at the Klopax house. Oh, when he's harassing Reuben? Yeah. yeah and he's ripping the wallpaper off and he's just being a complete a-hole. Taking the picture off and turning it upside down? Yeah. <laughs> and he's also the one – he's the first one that's like, let's cut the crap. Yeah. Like, yeah. Let's talk about what's going on here. You got a point. He's definitely – Rumsfeld's definitely the third. And then honestly, I mean you'd love to say that it was one of the female characters, but they're probably – it's probably Carol just because she has a lot to do in the beginning. Right. But then it's probably Ricky and then Rumsfeld's wife because she's kind of you know, Carol's tag-along at best. What about Dave? Oh, screw you. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing you need him for is some exposition at the beginning. He was so unimportant they didn't even bring him back for the ending. I think he comes in even after the pineapple. That's what I think. <laughs> <laughs> He's after the paper boy at the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So I don't think I have anything else to say about the alternate ending. No. I'm, glad went, I'm glad they went with this one. <laughs> I'm glad we didn't cover it minute by minute. That would have been tough. Oh, uh, no. That would have been horrible. <laughs> Especially because it's just like – it's one thing to do minute by minute if everybody's seen it. Yeah. But I'm going to have to assume that three-quarters of the people that listen to this haven't seen the alternate ending. They're not going to have any idea what we're talking about. Minute yeah, by. which is why I said more of the dialogue than I normally do. Yeah. So to give them some idea of what's going on. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, it's fun to watch the alternate ending, and it's interesting. 
I mean, it's not absolutely crucial that you watch it. It's no, it's not. It's not part of the movie. Yeah, I mean, it's just like, oh, that's a, that's a different way you could have gone. It's like if you've ever read a script for a movie. If the movie came out and you're like, oh, okay, I see what the difference is here, or you read a novelization. Yeah. And you're like, really? Though? That's what was going on in this scene. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get that at all. Right. It, that's not the way it played out in the movie. <laughs> yeah, that's not the way to play out in my mind. <laughs> All right, I think that's all I have. Do you have anything uh, pertinent to the uh, the movie or the alternate ending? Same. Colfax, no. All right, so make sure you uh, check out our Facebook, Burbs Minute. We'll still be posting stuff in there from time to time. Um, go over to our Twitter, the Burbs Minute. You can uh, email us at burbsminute at gmail.com. You can check me out on my other podcast, Slycast, the Sylvester Stallone podcast, where we break down the Stallone movies one at a time. One movie at a time, not one minute at a time. One oh, at a time, yeah. <laughs> we can barely do one movie at a time, let alone one minute at a time. Um, you can go over to Amazon and find my book, The, the Dawn of Mars. It's uh, zombies on Mars and lots of shooting. It, yeah, it's good. That's all you need to know. That's <laughs> all you need. Yeah, and uh, where can the people pick up some premier wrestling figures? You can find me at uh, Titan Tech on eBay or uh, Chris, Chris 1200 is the name on eBay. Uh, plenty, plenty of things you can go through there. Yeah, you can find a, a Rowdy Roddy Piper to go with uh, Art's outfit from this movie. Yes, you can definitely find a Rowdy Roddy Piper. Or you can get a, you can get an Andre the Giant to, uh, and then go over to listen to the the Princess Bride minute. You can get an Andre the Giant with the hair, with the big hair, or the shaved hair if you want to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, go over to moviesbyminutes.com. Check out all the other minute podcasts. There's a good three dozen of them up there now, basically. I saw uh, one. Go ahead. I'm trying to think which one I just saw. Well, they just, just added a bunch because they okay. – this will probably be our last time they get to pimp any of them, so let me go to it real quick. I know they added a bunch. I saw um, the guys that did Star Wars Minute, uh, Pete and Alex, were asking for people to put them up there. All right, so one last time, we got a Better Off Dead Minute. That's awesome. Yeah. $2. <laughs> probably wants us $2. Uh, Spider-Man <laughs> Minute. That's the one I saw. Yeah. Disney Animation Minute Essentials, which has been around for a while, but it just got on the site. And the Mogwai Minute, which we had mentioned before, but also just got on the site. Which I'm not a fan of because that's the one I want to. <laughs> uh, stop it. <laughs> I'm just jealous. I'm going to listen to it. You know that. <laughs> there is 37 in a row. So speaking, uh -oh. speaking of which. <laughs> hey, that's a little hit there. Yeah. Oh, there you go. It's a, it's a totally seamless transition. Um, sometime in September of 2017, we'll be premiering the Jay and Silent Bob movie minute. Where we will break down Kevin Smith's movies that have Jay and Silent Bob in them. Snoop's in a Yes. So we will be starting with Clerks, obviously. And uh, beyond that, you should be able to put it together what other ones we're going to do. We're going to work our way through. It's going to be fun. Yeah. We're going to do Clerks, the, the black and white hit, <laughs> 1994. Uh, our main goal will be to cover it well and not get sued by uh, Kevin Smith or anyone uh, in his group. <laughs> that, that's a good thing I hope, hopefully that doesn't happen <laughs> yeah we'll have to make sure to tell people every episode make sure you go buy Clerks everybody <laughs> yeah buy the movie yeah and go buy the Burbs because <laughs> honestly if you're at this episode and haven't watched the Burbs uh, write to us and let me know what that experience was like <laughs> yeah tell us if we were better than the movie because I don't know why you didn't watch it first <laughs> also uh, thanks to Aussie Greg for following us all the way through he said, listen, he's been following us through the whole way, so yeah. <laughs> figure I'll throw his name out there. That's good, because that, that lets us know that at least one person did it. Yeah, we know one. I mean, we got one one followed us the whole way, so. Yeah. 
<laughs> you know, at least one person made it went from uh, wire to wire with us. <laughs> All right, I don't think I have anything else. You got anything else? No, that's it. All right, so uh, all I'll say is, God, I love this street. Stay safe, neighbors.